Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Village Conversations podcast. I'm your host Rafila Ramahlodin Glovu. Today marks exactly 1 year since I launched my first ever marriage retreat. This is 1 year later after the launch of Retreats with Flow. So I saw it fitting to do an entry on my reflections based on the retreat as well as my reflections on marriage, love and communion. If you are wondering what a marriage retreat is, well, think of it as team building for married people. We were five couples away on a weekend, eager and amped up to work on our marriages for differing reasons. I had invited them Bellas, a psychologist husband and lawyer wife power duo, who then took us through the retreat content. Through rigorous exercises, conversations, we unpack topics such as communication and conflict. To tell you we were blown away would be an understatement. So today, because I'm celebrating 1 year since the launch of Retreats with Flow, I am doing the special entry on my reflections on marriage, love, and communion. I hope you enjoy this and um walk this journey with me. Coming from what society calls a broken home with mom and dad divorcing after 16 years of marriage, I never aspired to get married or have a family. And even when I toyed with the idea of marriage and a family, I always believed that I would end up a divorcee. As a result, I lived the better part of my life very guarded. I still am to a certain degree, but something in me has shifted. The shift has come from me knowing and understanding fully what marriage, love, and communion are about. But truth be told, knowledge and understanding are not destinations, but a part of a lifelong journey that we are all on. To grow and become a better version of who we were yesterday, we need to be lifelong students. Kabes and I have been married for seven, almost eight years. We're celebrating our eighth year anniversary in December, and the things that I had come to learn about during those years were actually amplified during that weekend of the retreat. In addition to this, last year during lockdown. we attended a marriage empowerment program which touched on the very principles of building healthy marriages what this has taught me was that there aren't any trade secrets to relationships or successful marriages the secret to making it is a willing and an engaged heart when we are engaged the willingness to change and become is better and stronger when we are engaged we are not willing to give in when challenges and hurdles hit us when we are engaged we are able to get vulnerable with each other and in vulnerability our relationships are strengthened because we are then drawn closer to one another in love transparency compassion and empathy without going into deep and in no particular order 
here's a breakdown of what I've learned about marriage, love, and communion. It's 10 things that I've listed for this episode. Number one, in communication, most times we think that we are communicating only to find that we are actually just talking past each other. We all know that successful communication means that the sender and the receiver are on the same page about a topic or an issue. In essence, the receiver has received the message as it was intended by the sender. When done right, there is no confusion in communication and no assumptions are formed. When there's a misunderstanding, it is our duty to ask and to seek clarity before responding from our own assumptions. In a conflict situation, making assumptions and responding from them doesn't help in any way as they only lit up the fire. Number two, we need to practice companion love. Our partners should be our friends. Although we won't always see things the same way or be interested in the same things, we need to show a keen interest in each other's views and interests and then give support accordingly. A simple example, Capes is an avid basketballer. So every now and again, I sit in and watch basketball games or videos with him. Although I don't understand much about the game, we are able to have a conversation about it when watching it together. That in itself counts as spending quality time together. Number three, think about the gifts that your partner brings into a marriage, into your marriage or your relationship. These can be simple things such as good humor, flexibility, kindness, etc. Sit and reflect on your partner's gifts to your marriage and then meditate on these, giving thanks for the impact that they actually have on your relationship. Number four, as much as we work on our marriages and relationships, we also need to continuously work on ourselves. You can't give to any other person on this earth what you don't have. Working on ourselves implores us to check ourselves. And when we continuously work on ourselves, we are then better suited to relationship with others. We need to focus on our strengths and spend time developing and honing them. Number five, we are not perfect and cannot love perfectly. So we should accept each other the way we are. We should stay clear away from wanting to change another person into what we believe is best for them or for us. Let's not forget that we are not God. And as much as we work on our strengths and spend time developing them, we should also focus more on our partner's strengths instead of their weaknesses. Ultimately, we should come to a place where we are accepting of each other 
and then work continuously towards developing a positive attitude towards our partner. We need to thank God for our strengths and trust him with our weaknesses. And the same goes for our partners. Number six, in conflict resolution and management, we do not solve the person. We solve the problem. No emotion is bad, but it is important to know and understand our emotions. When we understand our emotion triggers, we are able to use them wisely. The aim here is not to break, but to build. So we should, not, we should let anger work for us and not against us. Also, when we trust each other, conflict resolution actually gets better. So we have to be innovative in the manner in which we handle anger or any other negative emotions we may have. Number seven, transparency and honesty are very important in relationships. I think we all know this, but it's also as important to respect each other's privacy. After all, even if we are married or in a relationship, we are still individuals and we are still deserving of our own privacy. Number eight, as working moms and dads, it is sometimes very difficult to make time to reconnect. So through daily 10 on 10s, disconnect from the world and connect with your partner. 10 on 10 is simply a concept where we play catch up on a daily basis. Each person has 10 minutes to share about their day, their emotional standpoints, what they may need help with, their struggles, etc. It can be anything. Doing this has helped Gabes and I to reconnect and actually talk about things that we wouldn't have necessarily shared if we weren't intentional about creating the time to talk without any disturbances. It's just 20 minutes a day. Number nine, we have to be agile and practice versatility with our partners. When the need arises, we have to be willing to adapt to our partner's styles. Truth is, sometimes our styles can be the very cause of tension for our partners or between our partners and ourselves. And so in agility and versatility, we are then able to develop positive attitudes towards our partner's styles. This connects to what we call humility. Being humble enough to know that I'm not always right and it can't always be my way. And then taking into consideration your partner's way of doing things and actually seeing things from their perspective. Number 10, which as a Christian has been a great eye-opener for me. It is this thing of God has given both wife and husband power over all creation, not over each other. 
we are both made in his image we were made for stewardship and not for dominion hierarchy came because of the fall and this is in reference to the parts in genesis our bedroom must be a place of partnership marriage is partnership and partnership is about making decisions together guys there's so much that i've learned and there's so much that we both have learned about ourselves and these things we are trying and working towards putting them into practice in our marriage there's a whole lot more but i will stop here for now so as this year marks exactly 1 year since i put into action this purpose driven goal of hosting retreats to build and restore marriages and relationships i am grateful for all that the past year has taught me about marriage love communion and companionship and most importantly what it has taught me about myself i am forever grateful for the day that i met them bellas and i'm also grateful to the couples that trusted me last year with their monies the investment we all made is a lifelong one and in closing Let's remember that what we read, what we consume, who we surround ourselves with, what we watch on TV or listen to goes a long way in shaping us. We can read a million books, attend seminars and workshops, go to church, see a counselor, etc., but still remain the same. What makes the difference is putting everything we've learned or acquired into practice or action. May your Valentine's Day celebrations be blessed, but may that not end today. May you continue to show love, care and compassion to your loved ones. May you work on yourself, your marriage and your relationships. Let love live within you every day. because when it resides in you we see it through your actions until next time have a good week and stay blessed